الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال تعالى في مقام اخر سبحان الذي اسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام الى المسجد الاقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من اياتنا انه هو السميع البصير وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم استقوا الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected brothers sisters elders the ayat of surah al-isra surah bani israil the first ayah which i recited before you Today I want to begin this khutbah which is about the second right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu on us. The first is belief in him without partners which is tawhid and the second one is the expression of that tawhid in our amal in our action which is salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this ayat al-karima سبحان الذي اسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام الى المسجد الاقصى الى المسجد الاقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من اياتنا انه هو السميع البصير which means allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said glorified and exalted is he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu who took his slave Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam for a journey by night from Al Masjid Al Haram to the father's mosque Al Masjid Al Aqsa barakna hawlahu the surroundings of which we have blessed in order that we might show him Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam our ayat our signs verily he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all seer the all hearer and the all seer It was one of the most difficult periods of the blessed life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when his rabb jalla jalaluhu called him to himself alive in his normal human form and caused him to be transported from Mecca to Jerusalem and from there up into the heavens one after the other until he sallallahu alaihi wasallam was before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best It is not for us to speculate about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose not to explain to us. 
What is clear, however, is what happened because of this miraculous journey and the ascension. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and through him he honored the ummah of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by giving us the best and highest possible gift, the permission to come into his presence whenever we have the need to do so. We all know the story of Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu made salah obligatory 50 times a day. Rasulullah was delighted that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted him to be in his presence every half hour. You must know love to understand this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our hearts with love for him Jalla Jalaluhu and his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. But when Rasulullah met Musa alayhi salam on his return from the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Musa alayhi salam advised him to request Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reduce the number of times because Musa alayhi salam said, your people will not be able to do it. Now this happened multiple times. We, know all, we all know the story, so I'm not narrating the whole thing in detail. This happened multiple times until it came to five times a day. Musa alayhi salam still advised Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi to ask for a reduction even of this. But Rasulullah sallallahu refused to do that because he said, he said that he felt very shy to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again and again and ask for a reduction in the time, in the number of times to be in his glorious presence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite generosity however declared that the number of times had been reduced from 50 to 5 but the reward would remain the same which is the reward for 50 prayers would be given for 5 prayers. Now let us reflect on this and ask ourselves whether salah is a burden, is it a duty, is it an onerous responsibility or is it an honor and privilege to be a Muslim? Let's ask ourselves this question, how do we feel when we have finished salah? Do we feel that, okay, this is over, khalas, now I can do what I want to do? Or do we feel that something beautiful is finished, I am waiting, I hope I can get this again? Which one? To be a Muslim means to have an access card to the darbar, the court, the audience chamber of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla to stand in his glorious presence, to praise and thank him and to ask him for anything we need or want, knowing that he sees and he hears. Salah is our biggest resource, our most potent and powerful tool and weapon, our best asset. But like everything else, we must work on it to strengthen it. The best tool is the one which we know how to use. So also Salah, which is as powerful as we can make it. That happens with thoughtful practice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a way to contact him and to ask for his help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu bi sabri wa salah, inna allaha ma'as sabirin. O you who believe, seek help in sabr, in patience, in steadfastness, and, and as salah. Truly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the sabirin. 
Ibrahim alayhi salam understood this and so when he left his wife and infant son in the barren valley of Makkah, he made this dua. Rabbana inni askantu min durriyati biwadin ghayri zi zar'in inda baytikal muharram. Rabbana liyuqimus salat faj'al afidatan minan nas tahwi ilayhim warzuqum minas thamarati la'allahum yashkurun. He said, O oh, our Rabb, I have made some of my offspring to dwell in an uncultivable valley by your sacred house. In order, O oh, our Rabb, that they may establish a salah. So fill some hearts among people with love towards them. And O oh, Allah, provide them with fruits so that they may give thanks. Ibrahim salam shows his understanding of the importance of salah as being the head of the matter which will result in all other matters falling into place. See the order of his dua. What did he ask for first? Consider the situation and the situation in which he left his wife and son and then let's ask ourselves what we would have asked for first if we were making this dua. What would we have asked for first? And then ask why Ibrahim salam did the opposite. Establishing salah before safety and sustenance. Doesn't make sense. Ask why the first thing that Rasulullah did. What was the first thing he did when he made hijrah to Madinah? Was it to build his house or was it to build a masjid? The Anbiya knew the right order of causality. The Anbiya understood the true priority in life. Because they were the most successful people in the world. You must reflect on this and think. If somebody asked you to name three of the most successful people in history, how many of us will name three Ambiya? No, I'm not saying many of them, many of you who have been listening to my father reminders have got educated on this. But I remember the first time I asked this question, Elon Musk, Bill Gates and somebody else. Huh? Oh, Bezos, of course, can't forget Bezos. That is the, that's the response I got. Three most successful people in history. Elon Musk, Bezos and Bill Gates. Now when I ask them, they all name three Ambiya. I mean, <laughs> that shows you are smart. But seriously, ask yourself in your heart. Do we see the Ambiya Muslim as successful people? In a worldly sense? Or is it something relegated only to this holy place called religion where we all sit and look pious and talk some nice things for a few, for, you know, for a little while and then we go do what we really want to do. Is that, which one is it? My brothers and sisters, the Anbiya salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them as models for us to live the life of this world. The result of which is Jannah inshallah. We ask Allah for this. The only time in our life where we have control on ourselves is this life. We don't have any control on what happens in the khabar. We don't have any control. On the day of judgment, we'll have no control. We have no control anywhere. Either before or after. The only time we have control is this. So the Anbiya salam came to teach us how to exercise that control. Now if we don't see them in that light, how can we learn lessons from them? 
Ibn Umar narrates that Rasulullah said, the place of salah in religion is like the place of the head in the body. Abu Darda narrates, my friend Muhammad wasallam. how beautiful and how blessed were those who could call Rasulullah my friend. So Abu Darda narrates, he said, my friend Muhammad wasallam." Gave me the following advice. He said, even if you are chopped up and burnt, do not associate partners with Allah. And do not miss your fard salah deliberately. Allah will remove his protection from a person who misses his fard salah deliberately. Abdullah bin Qurt narrates that Rasulullah said, on the day of judgment, a slave will be questioned about his salah first, about his prayers first. If his prayers are good, his other deeds will be good also. If his prayers are bad, his other deeds will be bad also. Abdullah ibn Umar reported that Rasulullah said, A person who misses the asr salah is like a person whose entire family and entire property have been destroyed. Now, these are... It's easy to narrate, easy to listen, but we need to take each one of these ahadiths and sit and reflect and say, what, how does this touch me? What happens to me if I miss the asr salah? It may have done for legitimate reasons, but my point is, if we miss it, do we feel a sense of bereavement, a sense of loss, a sense of, my God, what happened? Or, okay, so it happened, I, I'm going to pray khada khalas. Which one? أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد <تصفيق> My brothers and sisters, Salah is the sign of the believer and differentiates him from the disbeliever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قَدْ أَفْلَهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Successful indeed are the believers. The believers have succeeded. Those who offer their Salah with all khushu and khudu, solemnity and submissiveness. And then later in the same surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِذُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْوَارِثُونَ الَّذِينَ يَرِيثُونَ الْفِرْدَوْسَ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this inshaAllah. And they are those who strictly guard their five congregational compulsory salawat at their fixed stated hours. And these indeed are the inheritors who will inherit al-firdaus. They shall dwell therein forever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, عَنِ الْمُجْرِمِينَ مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرْ 
قالولم نقو من المصلین اباؤٹ المجرمون ان سورت مدثر المجرمون اباؤٹ دی المجرمون اباؤٹ دی کرمنلز دوز ہو ڈسوے اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی ان ویچہ ہوئے and they will say others will say to them what caused you to enter sakhar what caused you to enter the hellfire and they will say we were not of those who used to pray we were not among the musallin rasulullah emphasized the importance of salah in the strongest terms haddathana abdullah ibn buraida an abihi he narrated from his father qala قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الأحد الذي بيننا وبينهم الصلاة فمن تركها فقد كفر عبد الله بن بريدة رضي الله عنه narrated that his father said Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said the covenant that distinguishes and separates between us and them meaning between the Muslims and non-Muslims is Salah so whoever leaves it he has committed kufr Jabir radiallahu reported that Rasulullah said verily between a man and idolatry is un- and unbelief is abandoning the salah. Abdullah bin Shaqiq al-Ukhayli who was a tabi he said the sahaba of Rasulullah did not consider the abandonment of any good deed to be disbelief except the abandonment of salah. My brothers and sisters, <coughs> we enter Islam by pronouncing the kalimatani, the two kalimats, the two declarations. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. That there is nobody worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is his messenger. And by that we mean the last and final messenger after whom there is no other messenger. Salah is the proof, the evidence of this belief in this kalima. We bear witness to and give evidence of the first part of the kalima, La ilaha illallah, by our willingness to pray. And the second part, Muhammad Rasulullah, by praying in the way taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu My brothers and sisters, we enter Islam by believing in the uluhiyat of Allah, that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of worship. And the risalat of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. The messengership of Rasulullah and declaring that in the form of the shahada and demonstrating our belief by establishing a salah. <clears throat> Islam is not merely a philosophy or an ideology or a, theo- or a theology by itself, but it is a practice. That is why as soon as we declare the shahada, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala requires that we give evidence of that by our actions. That action, the evidence of our iman is a salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave us to decide what constitutes worship or to worship him in any way that we liked. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how he wished to be worshipped. And Rasulullah sallallahu taught us how to do it. The beauty of this is that when we worship, we are not in any doubt about whether what we are doing really works. How beautiful is that? Narrated Malik bin Huwairat radiallahu anhu We came to Rasulullah and stayed with him for 20 days and nights We were all young and of about the same age Rasulullah was very kind and merciful Then he realized our longing for our families 
he asked about our homes and the people there and we told him then he asked us to go back to our families and stay with them and teach them the religion and to order them to do good things amar bil maruf he also said some other things which i remembered and maybe something i forgot rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam then added pray as you have seen me pray sallu kama raaitumuni usalli and when it is time for salah one of you should call the adhan and the oldest of you should lead the salah and this is in bukhari this also reiterates the position and importance of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself without whose guidance we cannot perform even the most important and basic action in islam which is salah this is one of the most important proofs of the wahi ghair matlu the revelation that is not recited but which is still revelation and that refers to the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have revealed the method of salah in the Quran in complete detail but he did not he taught it to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam who taught it to us may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to truly appreciate the position of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the importance of following his sunnah in his way in every aspect of our lives my brothers and sisters reflect on this in every society <coughs> the priestly class is considered the highest because they are responsible for worship in islam we do not have any clergy or priestly class but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated all humanity and declared that he created all humans for his worship those who refuse they degrade themselves because whatever else they may do other than the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it can only be less honorable and less praiseworthy allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wa ma khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun I have created the jinn and the humans I have not created the jinns and the humans for anything except that they should worship me alone Let me tell you a few of the benefits of salah there are many it's not my purpose to list all of them here but just a few of them Think about this and we ask Allah to help us to appreciate it because how tragic to have wealth and still be hungry and beg others for aid when we have direct access to the only one who can help May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu narrates First of all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Utlu ma uhiya ilayka min al-kitabi wa qibis salah inna salata tanha anil fahshai wal munkar wala dhikrullahi akbar wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'un Recite O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what has been revealed to you of the book of the Quran and establish as salah verily as salah the salah the prayer prevents and protects from al-fahsha and al-munkar all kinds of great sins and, and all kinds of wickedness and uh, rebelliousness to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the remembering wala dhikrullahi akbar the remembering of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembering of you by allah is greater indeed than you remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wallahu wallahu a'lam ma tasnaw and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what you do abu hurairah radhiyallahu anhu narrates <clears throat> Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said if there was a river at a person's door and that person bathed in it 5 times a day would you notice any dirt on him they said not a trace ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that is the example the parable of the five prayers by which allah subhanahu wa taala removes sins ibn umar radhiyallahu anhu reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said <clears throat> verily when a slave stands to pray his sins are placed on the top of his head and his shoulders and every time he makes ruku or sujood 
they fall away from him. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrates, he said the five prayers, Friday to Friday, Ramadan to Ramadan, will expiate and wipe off the sins committed between them as long as there are no major sins and if these are avoided. And of course, as Muslims, we are not supposed to do any major sins anyway. Jabir bin Abdullah radiallahu anhu narrated, the key to Jannah is Salah and the key to Salah is Wudu. Abdullah bin uh, Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhu, he said one day, Rasulullah talked <coughs> about Salah. And he said, the Salah of a person who, who um, does it five times a day without missing will be brightness and evidence in his favor and salvation for, for him on the day of judgment. A person who does not perform the five daily prayers properly will be together with Qarun and Haman and Fir'aun and Ubay bin Khalaf. Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated five prayers. Whoever excellently performs his wudu, prays salawat at their proper times, completes the ruku and sujood and has khushu, has a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will forgive him and whoever does not do that, there is no promise for him. Allah may forgive him or may punish him. And the last one, Rasulullah said, when any of you is engaged in salah, he is holding an intimate conversation with his Rabb Jalla Jalalu. My brothers and sisters, the Sahaba considered the Salah to be a great gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which it is. Someone asked the servant of Abdullah ibn Abbas anuma to tell him about the daily schedule of his master. The servant says he waits from one Salah for the next. He waits from one Salah for the next. And between the two, he recites Quran. Now think about this. Abdullah ibn Abbas anhu was a businessman. Now he did all of this while doing his business. Today we give business as an excuse to delay or even leave salah. So let's think about this. Let's reflect on this and let's repent. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our istighfar and tawbah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the sweetness of salah and to fill our hearts with love for it and grant us dedication and concentration, khushu and khudu in salah and to accept our dua and make our salah a light for us in this life and in our grave. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to pray as He wants us to pray. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our salah and to forgive our faults in it. Uh, two requests for dua. One for the sister of our dear brother uh, Mahmoud Yusuf. She passed away in uh, Birmingham in the UK. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant her Jannatul Firdaus Hisab. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill her khabar with nur. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive all those who passed away before us. Allahumma ghfir lana mu'minat wal muslimina wal muslimat al-ahyaw minum al-ambat. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Also there is a request for dua for our brother Akram Bhatt who is not well. We ask him, this is in Pakistan, we ask him to. You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him shifa kamila wa ajla and save and, and bring him home safe and sound inshallah. We ask Allah to cure all those who are ill and to save us all from this waba, from this uh, corona and to remove all the restrictions so that we can go back to our normal lives uh, and also that we learn the lessons from this corona which is, has been full of lessons. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار امين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله 
إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدوا يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم الصلاة